welcome to the How To CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Murray Newlands. In this show, we're going to be looking at how to successfully hire and run a remote team. When you decided to become a CEO, the world changed. You can either build an amazing company or you can crash and burn. We're here to give you the knowledge, advice, and skills, the expertise to build an amazing company. So hiring a remote team. I have hired individuals remotely and remote teams for over 20 years now, doing everything from creating e-commerce websites through to graphic design, through to industrial research, through to marketing research, through to running email campaigns, through to hiring people to brainstorm on strategic projects. So what works successfully? What should you be looking for? And how do you hire and find those people? I would say the first thing to do is to think about how you're going to communicate working with remote teams to your internal teams and to the people involved in the internal process. So when I was 24, I hired my first remote teams in India. I hired four guys to build a individuals in different places. I found them on a PHP uh, board and I hired them to um, build a, a remote, uh, build an e-commerce platform. I individually gave all four of them the same task, the same project, because I wanted to vet them to see who was good, who would produce good content, good code, something workable at the other end. Three days later, I got the projects back from two of them. It took another two days to get the projects back from the rest of them. So that was the first thing I did was I found some people, I interviewed them and I gave them tasks and then I brought that back to the to my internal team of two developers. The developers, I didn't tell them I was going to do this in advance and they were firstly, they were shocked. They thought, oh my goodness, all of a sudden I'm going to lose my job because my job's been outsourced. And so that was my first mistake. I should have told my internal team that I was going to do this to start with. Actually, what I convinced them was and turned out to be the truth was that we were a, at the time we were a small agency building projects for clients and this made them much more valuable to me because we could do a lot more for a lot less and make them managers and give them managerial experience. So the first thing I would say that you need to do is to make sure that you communicate what you're going to do with the rest of your team and get them to understand the business value of why you're also going to work with remote teams not just were we did it make them more valuable gave them experience managing teams it enabled them to learn they were my local staff were able to learn from the remote staff so what can you outsource what can you give to remote teams whether outsourced or internal remote teams who works for you on a dedicated basis. I think there's many, many things that you can outsource and you can get them to do. I say everything from strategic work through to manual work through to small projects. I see most people are now working with uh, remote uh, teams and staff in one way or another. And if you're not, then why are you not doing that? Because you're not maximizing your time for internal staff. Why would you want to do this? Well, I would say the primary reason you want to do this is that you want your core staff to work on core things to the company, which will give you maximum value. And the stuff that they're doing, they could be spending half their time doing stuff that's not high value, that can easily be outsourced. Get them to outsource that so that they can increase just the super high value stuff that they do for you. So what do you look for in remote? 
uh, staff. Well, first I would say understand where you're getting them from because different types of remote staff tend to work in different ways. First I would say find people who are used to working remotely. If someone is used to working in an office with a team, really hard for them to start working remotely. If they're used to working remotely, if they're used to working on remote projects, they've been pre-trained for that. So that is crucial. Also, when you're looking for those remote teams and you're looking, thinking about the people who are going to be part of the project, ideally you also find people who can help manage them, who have experience doing that. People who have experience managing remote teams are super valuable. If you want to uh, find out, uh, train the internal staff uh, to work remotely, there's a company called uh, Remote How. I, I would say, uh, full disclosure, I am an advisor to Remote How. They train people and certify people in managing remote teams. So I understand where you're going to find these people and how they're going to be part of your company, how you're going to add value, how you're going to train the internal teams to do that. I say when I'm looking for remote uh, teams, I try and find people who are used to working remote. You don't want to have to set people up on understanding how they're going to communicate, how they're going to be working from home. Do they have fast internet? Do they know when they're going to work? Someone who's used to doing this will be much better as a hire than someone who hasn't done it before. Another really important thing to do is to look at people who are doers who can problem solve on their own. There's no point in hiring someone who just will only deliver exactly what you tell them to do. And if they come across a problem, they just stop. You need to find people who can work individually as an individual contributor who can solve problems and get things done and move past roadblocks. Once again, that comes down to finding someone who can successfully work remotely and successfully do things. This really is about finding people who are not individual task orientated, but who are orientated to delivering projects. And so also when you're trying to communicate the projects you want them to deliver, you want to communicate the whole project, explain to them business outcomes that you're trying to get and find people who can help you resolve business outcomes as opposed to individual tasks. But it really comes down to hiring doers. Trust. You have to be able to trust the people that you're hiring. Now, you might say, well, it's hard hard to trust someone who's so far away. What happens if they steal my technology and compete with me? I would say that someone who's local, who has all the resources, the connections, the opportunities that you have, is far more likely to compete with you. One of your local staff is more, much more likely to compete with you than someone who's at the other side of the world, who doesn't have those same opportunities, access to capital, access to uh, people communication. You have to be able to find someone who can communicate successfully. They need to be able to understand what you're saying, get them to repeat back to you, not just what you've said, what the business problem they're solving is and how they're going to solve it. If you can't communicate with them, you'll never be able to complete successful projects. So find people who are great at communicating. These have to be people who can work alone. They'll have long hours working on stuff on their own. Find people who are also reliable. Reliability is crucial. You need to be able to set up regular meetings, whether it's daily, weekly, or monthly. I would suggest a combination of all of those. It might be twice a week. They have to show up on time. They have to be prepared. They have to know what they're going to communicate. And they have to communicate with you on a regular basis. So find someone who's used to doing that, who has a process for doing that 
who can work with you on your process with doing that. If you're brand new to this, find out what process when you're interviewing people for remote jobs, find out what processes they do to remotely contribute and remotely report and get them to teach you the best ways to do this. So Slack is crucial. So think about, let's think about tools then in doing this. Slack is obviously a great tool for working remotely. It enables you to have that uh, real-time or out-of-synchronous uh, conversation. Tools like Acela and Asana can really help too. And I think I think that's really overlooked is video. Having a video chat with someone can make a massive difference to someone. It makes it much more personal. So if you can, find remote workers who can use Zoom or Skype video. And if they can't do that, then can you find someone who can? You need to be able to communicate really well with these, with your team and you need people who can be really part of that team. Let's talk about process for a minute. What is your process internally? Can it be extended externally? Make sure you have great internal process. If you don't have great internal process, make sure you have you start to set up a great process externally for managing remote teams. And actually, surprisingly, that can often then be brought in-house as they see the advantages of having a good process with external teams. It's actually then sometimes easier to then implement that internally. So think about, okay, how are they going to communicate the start of the project? How are you going to communicate the goals? How are you going to communicate what needs to be shipped at what points? How are you going to communicate the, the progress of the company? And look for people internally as well as externally who are not good at that. People who are not good at moving forward with this process and communicating internally, maybe that's a sign actually you should review those people who work with you internally. Definitely make sure you have one-on-one -on -one meetings with them uh, at least once a week. Make sure that the people you're hiring also share the same culture that you do, the same belief in getting things done, and hold people accountable for delivering things. Hold people accountable for creating that great culture. Make sure that the people that you're working with internally, as well as externally, hold each other accountable for delivering what needs to be delivered. As they look out for people who are roadblocks in their path. And if you find the roadblocks for people working with remotely, Often these are the same people that create roadblocks internally. Think about how you change that and change that within your company. Think about a daily stand-up. What do I mean by that? What that should include is what did I do yesterday? What am I doing today? What am I doing this week? And what are the blockers for me achieving great goals? Another thing to do, be really considerate about is when they have a problem, how do they highlight it? How do they highlight it quickly? And how do you help them overcome it? Yes, people need to be able to work things out on their own, but if they have a problem either on the project or with the person they're working with, if this is someone great, you want them to be successful. So how do you help them raise their hand and say, look, I have a problem. I won't be able to deliver my part of the project on time because either I'm stuck on something or I'm stuck with a person. Make sure there's that scale, that scalability in terms of they can escalate a problem and they can get it resolved to make sure that they can be really successful. If you followed those tips, I'm sure you will be successful in finding Finding and hiring and managing great remote teams. I'm Murray Noodles. You've been listening to the How To CEO Show. I look forward to chatting with you next time.